Hello, hello. Welcome to a little bit of stoppage time here at Lazio World following the Champions League matchup against Feyenoord. I am your host, Caleb Adams, today for the first time. The actual host, uh, Sean, is away uh, in New York, uh, well, New Jersey, technically, covering another big, big game uh, for us. He's with our team that we work with in MLS, Charlotte FC, uh, and we have our first playoff game. So he won't be available for this stoppage time however he will be tuning in and i'm sure not not too happily uh this was a good one to miss sean if you're watching <laughs> um so let's get started here my goodness it was a match that well unfortunately was kind of more the same of what's been going on this season a lot of ups and downs this season between lazio uh both regular season and the play, excuse me, and Champions League as well. And we saw some more of the old things of Lazio from early, early in the season. So quick breakdown of the game for those that missed or for those of you that just um, couldn't catch the whole thing. So Lazio were completely overwhelmed in the opening minutes. It was one of those matches where I – from the opening start, the, the the environment and atmosphere at the final stadium was electric. It was clear that final were going to come to play that game. From the first minutes, I sensed that. The question was, how were Lazio going to react to that initial energy and burst of intensity that came from final in those opening minutes? Well, they couldn't. They couldn't react and, and didn't react well. Unfortunately for Lazio, Feyenoord were just nearly perfect on the day they came out with incredible intensity came out with spot-on tactics and and let you like i said before were overwhelmed and that sort of takes me to the word or the phrase that i would use to describe this particular match which was overwhelmed not just overwhelmed tactically but also overwhelmed on the pitch Lazio came up, excuse me, Lazio conceded an early goal that was luckily called offside, right? We were all breathing a sigh of relief when Jimenez was just offside. And that right there should have served as a wake-up call at, to remind Lazio, of, hey, we need to get into this game. You know, Jimenez just scored. We were fortunate that it was offside. But sure enough, we kept on the same route that we were on before and conceded shortly afterwards to a goal by Jimenez. Um, and that particular goal that Jimenez, I'll go back to that later on, but there's a trend that we saw throughout the match that I'll cover when we talk about the bidone of the match. Following that goal, right before the, the, the second half, excuse me, right before the first half ended, Lazio would then concede again in about the 47th minute, this time from Zeruki where he was kind of sitting in and around the top of the box area, lurking there. The ball eventually came to him, and he scored a fantastic goal to, 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 to the credit of him. And then after some substitutes, Lazio did look a little better. They looked a little more stable in going into the second half. However, down in the 83rd minute, following some missed opportunities uh, and following a goal of their own, they conceded the third goal uh, in the 83rd minute. Uh, uh, excuse me, in the 74th minute by, again, none other than Jimenez. Lazio had a little bit of a break at the end, 
Tati Castellanos won a penalty, but it was far too late for anything really to, to come of that. Pedro did put it away, but again, too little, too late. So let's go back to the word that I used to describe this match. Overwhelmed. We were overwhelmed on the field. The intensity of Feyenoord kind of was reminiscent of something that I would describe as like a boxing match. They came out swinging. Feyenoord came out swinging in this match, and we got caught with a, a strong right hook and were just rattled from then on out. We couldn't recover from that initial sort of impact of Feyenoord. And the substitutes did help in the second half. We did become a little more settled in, but we just could never properly recover. And, and that sort of brings me to, let's go to the man of the match, right? This one was tough because I don't think anyone particularly played that well. Um, it, I would say of the starting players, no one deserved man of the match. So I will go towards the substitute players. I thought Quinn Duzzi came on, was excellent. I thought Tati Castellanos came on. Also provided something different. We played much better with them. And I'm going to have to go with Wenduzi, though, in this match, simply because he took the reins in the midfield and brought some sort of solidity and control within that midfield in the second half. With that said, um, it, I also want to talk about the coaching in this game. And we're just going to jump straight into the, also the bedone of the match. And for me, really... There, there were a few options, right? The first option was Casale, who we'll talk more about later and touch on, but he was pretty abysmal this game. My goodness. Jimenez was absolutely bullying Casale all match long. He couldn't handle Jimenez physically, couldn't keep up with him. Jimenez was just an absolute menace and kept targeting Casale over and over and over again. He was turned for that first goal and his positioning on the, on the third goal that we conceded from Jimenez was also suspect. And so Casale really had an awful match and, and my bidon of the match was Casale. However, I do want to also talk about Sadi who I think just got the positioning, excuse me, that got the lineup wrong. I think that, and again, when you talk about starting 11s and you talk about, the coach got the starting 11 wrong. It's hindsight 2020, right? It's easy to, to look, look at it as, well, yeah, if that lineup came out and balled out, then Sadi's a, a, a genius. But that wasn't the case in this game, and I do think there are some reasons why he got this lineup wrong. He started with the midfield trio of Rovella, Alberto, and Vecino, all of which who played – well, Alberto and Rovella both started the, the weekend prior, right? Vecino came in. Uh, as a substitute last game, came in as a starter today. But that midfield struggled. Alberto struggled this game. And I believe that Guendouzi must have, had to have been a start of this match. I thought we lacked Guendouzi's sort of composure in midfield. Guendouzi has a great ability to, to break a press, to play out of a press. He's very press resistant. And we really lacked that with someone like Vecino. Vecino just couldn't – not that he had an awful match – but Vecino, when you're getting pressed as hard as fine or pressed, you want players that are tight in possession, that can get out of pressure quickly, effectively. And that was sort of where we struggled with, especially those first that first half and particularly those first 20 minutes. We could not play out of their press. My goodness. And I want to also touch on um, 
on Marusic as well. Because in a game at this level, with game played at this speed, Marusic was also exposed, even his side to a, to a degree. Marusic is not a player that you can consistently rely on to play out of the back. He's not a player in possession that thrives. And we saw him getting exposed in possession. He just, the ball would get to him and he just didn't know what to do with it when he was get pressed by two, three Feyenoord players. And hey, I want to give quick credit to, to Feyenoord. This wasn't just Lazio were bad and on the day and Feyenoord was just, took advantage of it. No, no, no. Feyenoord came out and played a nearly perfect game. Their press was relentless. They Every single time one of our players in midfield touched the ball, there were two or three bodies on them every single time. And we just didn't know how to deal with that. And I think part of the reason why we couldn't deal with it was because the personnel we had on the field wasn't the right one to deal with such a press. Final pressing isn't a new thing. This is something they've been doing in the league. This is something that they've relied on, particularly at home. They have been relentless about. And I believe that Saudi put out a lineup that just wasn't well suited to, to dealing with the press, quickly playing one twos. I think about Wenduzi, right? But I also think about Kamada, who has seen a lot of who's seen sort of less action here. At, as we're going into the season, for some reason, he's getting less minutes. But I believe this game, this is a game very well suited to Kamada, who is a quick one-two player. We had no time on the ball this match. Kamada is a player that can quickly take a touch, passes it, moves, take a touch, moves, take a touch, moves, take a touch, moves. And we were really lacking that. Uh, Gwenduzi came in at halftime. And to be fair to Saudi, in this case, he did get, he did get the substitutes right. Tati came on as well. And particularly talking about Tati, and just reading through the comments here. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it was a particularly bad match. And I want you guys to engage with me. I want you guys to ask me questions because it's just me here hosting. I can't, I don't have a back and forth with Sean. So I can have, I would like to have a back and forth with you all. And so, yeah, this match was, was particularly awful. I mean, it, it was really bad. And I will say compared to Monza, I will say, the level of competition was much greater. I mean, we were outclassed. We were really outclassed in every way, all over the field. And again, it goes down to personnel. I do think that the real culprit of this match was Sadi. And of course, we, we talk about players like Casale, Cataldi, who have declined this season. Players that we thought we could rely on this season. Players that had the best seasons of their career last year. We came into the season thinking, hey, Casale... And Romagnoli will continue to be the best duo in Serie A, but Casale has just not been at that level that he was last year. And, and, and Cataldi as well has just not been it. And so there are questions to be asked in those, in those spaces and, and, and particularly going to the January window. And so I believe we were outclassed and completely overwhelmed from a, both a on-the-field perspective, intensity perspective, energy perspective, as well as a tactical one. Again, I, I think Sadi got got the personnel wrong in this match. Um, he made the changes that he needed to make. Sure enough, it helped, but we really, really struggled in that first half. The damage was done, and we can never recover from from that left hook. And yes, Uda, uh, another great point. We're super reliant on on, on Luis Alberto to create anything, and in a match where he was completely shut down. I mean. You got to think about the minutes that Alberto is playing here. Alberto has been starting pretty much every game, 90 minutes. 
He's a player that's not really known for his stamina, endurance. And I that's where I begin to ask the questions of where's Camada in these situations where Alberto is clearly gassed. He's, st he's struggling to get in the match, throwing Camada to play as that as that playmaker with Ganduzi alongside of him and let them do some work. And one thing that was weird to me this match was we needed a goal desperately. We're down 2-0. Isaksen, who has been arguably our one of our most dangerous wingers, particularly in 1v1s and attacking players, every time Isaksen has touched the ball, he has he beats his man. He looks to play progressive. He's aggressive in attacking where Felipe, again, we talk about Casale, we talk about Cataldi. Felipe has been another player that has just not been up to par this season and was uh, invisible. And I, and I have some good sort of uh, – Quotes and, and 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 things that I saw from people on Twitter that I just want to touch on real quick here, and that is first of all we have a tweet from uh, Vittorio Cam Campanile. Sorry if I butcher your name if you're watching, uh, but he said that that these games require personality. There are certain games that you have to have a personality to win. There was no personality in this team today. This team. They at times can show that personality, can show that edge, but we just didn't have that personality to win a game like this. So, you know, again, it, it's more of what we've seen this season, which is sometimes we look up to the game, sometimes we're not. Sometimes we're not. And I want to also talk about the way we've conceded goals because this has been a consistent thing throughout the year. And we have learned that if you play against Lazio and you and you have players running into right at the top of the box area, patrolling that area, lurking that area at the top of the box where there's a gap between the defense and the midfield lines, you know if you just sit around there, you will get a decent opportunity at a game. And that's exactly what uh, Alasdair McKenzie mentioned on Twitter as well where he said – Lazio have conceded so many of these types of goals where somebody lurking around the edge of the area gets a good chance. And sure enough, we concede again from that area between a defensive line and the midfield line. And whether it's Saudi's instructions, whether it's lack of discipline in the players, lack of recognition, I don't know what it is, but we've conceded goals from these areas, from this particular area all season long. Uh, on, um, on the third goal that Jimenez scored, it started out wide, and this, this is like I get I get deja vu every time this happens because it happens all season long. But find or pick up the ball wide. They play it towards the center to an unmarked man in the box who's in between that midfield and defensive line. He takes a shot, a bit of a bounce, gets unlucky. It gets to uh, Jimenez there, and they score again. These goal uh, Milan is a perfect example. We played against Milan. Pulisic was able to score a goal from that area. And, and that, that area has just haunted us, haunted us this season. So there has to be changes. That's that's it really for my match. I uh, Fortunately, there, I wish there were more positives to talk about. A positive is that maybe we scored a goal. And it's, it, I think goal differential will play a part in the final days of this Champions League group. So we better hope we get it done here at, at, at these home matches. Um, uh, Uda, I, I believe that that these goals um, are not so much related to center back issues. I think it's more so related to to midfield issues of not recognizing these runs. I saw 
I've seen in games this year where Luis Alberto or someone else in, in, in the midfield is just standing there ball watching as a ball is getting played into the box towards a late run. And I'm like, what are you doing? I think this is more so organizational recognition thing that it is having two slow center backs because this was the same center back pairing we had last year. And we, we have one of the best defensive records in the league. Uh, so I will say that I, I think it's more than just a center back pairing. I, I think this is much deeper. This goes down to a structural recognitional sort of, sort of origin. Um, but look, looking ahead to, to the future here, Lazio, have had good form here in league play. We play Fiorentina next at home. And we have, as well, the next two Champions League matches at home. Hope is not lost. There are still games where we can make up these points, uh, and we have to do it. But that's it for me today. Thank you so much for tuning in. And always, always, sempre Forza Lazio.